0: Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for setting a wonderful atmosphere as you always do. All right, so let's um, let's get into today's message. We're going to start off a new message. Uh, we're going to talk about the heirs' life. Uh, we uh, we actually had uh, taught on the heirs' life. Of course, it's the life that we live as heirs. Uh, and interesting enough, I had a meeting with some great men of God, some pastors, and, and, you know, we were just talking about just some of the, uh, just the processes of growing and, and leading as in ministry, and so, so I was just talking to them about our process when we first started the church. Um, we're we're pioneer pastoring, so, we, you know, everything is about establishing relationships. R- rules without relationship breed rebellion. So we established a relationship. Now, that's not the normal culture. People kind of show up with all their rules. But we didn't do that. We just uh, established a relationship, me and my wife. Uh, we served in a lot of areas, whether it was cleaning, whether it was, you know, I was doing camera. I was doing sound. Um, we, you know, we were ushering and greeting. <laughs> I ain't had no office. So I was in the back of the dance studio. But uh, pretty much nobody had to do anything. But the interesting thing is some people, you know, I remember Terrence Lovelace, he said, hey, man, I see you doing sound. Uh, I can help. So he helped, did it a couple weeks. The third week, he didn't show up. All right? I wasn't offended because he didn't commit to do sound. He just said, hey, I'll help to do sound. I didn't even say, you committing? I did the sound uh so that day i just did the sound you know if he showed up fine i had somebody to help if he didn't show up fine i would do the sound uh because once again where we were established relationships i did think just in case you think i'm not human i was thinking that when he didn't show up <laughs> did he ask himself <laughs> you know you know uh was was pastor ready for sound instead of the other if you're watching this terrence yes that's what i was thinking uh but then after the first year anniversary, I asked people to commit more. You know, I said, okay, because you guys, like some of these things we're doing right here, because you guys commit to help. So not just I'm going to do it, commit to do. It. Uh, after the second anniversary, we asked people to commit to be responsible for different areas of ministry. Right? So each, every, y'all probably, some people are paying attention. So, don't. after every anniversary, we ask people to tighten up a little more. Um, in a church that's ready-made, that's already established, been 30 years old, and I'm, hi- or I'm hired in or we're hired, hired in as pastors, well, you don't really have to do that because everything's already set. You know, when you show up, it's already done. But when you're pioneering, people are just getting to know you, you're getting to know them. Everybody doesn't come ready-made, so you have to allow them to grow. And everybody just don't grow because the church is two years old, three years old. They they get it when they get it, but while they're waiting to get it, you still got to get things done, right? You know. So, so what we did was that 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 first after the first year anniversary, we taught on the heirs' life. So I was talking to the pastors last night, and I was like, "It's amazing, I'm teaching on the heirs' life tomorrow." <laughs> uh, actually, officially, let me see. Eleven years later. Yeah, because that, that was. Well, first anniversary, the year, no, 12 years, no, 10 years later. That was 2012, right, after the first year anniversary. All right, wow, 10 years (laughs) earlier. Interesting. All right, so the heir's life is a life of inheritance. The heir's life is a life of inheritance. The heir's life is a life of inheritance. So let's go here to galatians four which of course is one of the two one of the two foundational scriptures for our church and you know the vision equipping errors for the kingdom of god right we know that right we either know that or we realize when the the facilitators come up and say hey here Welcome to Heirs Christian Center Church, where we're equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. <laughs> you know, I had a little echo today. Welcome to Heirs Christian Center, <laughs> where well, we're equipping heirs to get David to do it, right? With that bass. Welcome to Heirs Christian Center Church, where we're equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. Ah. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, so let's go Galatians 4, 1 and 2, right? What's up, Carter? Got got something coming up here this week, don't you? Yeah. I will be there, right? All right, so Galatians 4, 1 and 2, it says, uh, I'm in Ephesians. I can't read that. All right. All right, it says, Now I say that the air, as long as he or she is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he or she be lord of all. But is under tutors and governors until the until the time appointed of the father, until the time appointed of the father. All right, so so you have an heir uh, whose already has an inheritance waiting. But when they're in a position of being a child, they're no different, they, if you were looking, their operation, their activity, their flow is no different from a servant, even though just being born into that family, they we are born into lordship. They're born into a level of authority, right? Over everything, right? but they have to be under the tutors and governors to know how to handle what they already have, right? They have to embrace some preparation for purpose, right? Like they just, you know, uh, so there's servants, there's people in positions that's guiding them to how they operate, you know? you know, uh, Jeffy Jofar's trainers are, t- you know, teaching them things, how to flow. Because what happens is if you give a child that's an heir their inheritance too soon, they're not necessarily trying to be evil, but they don't know what to do with it. So they'll misappropriate it. They'll use it up. I always told the story when I was in youth ministry. You know, so, uh, you know, uh, you have, uh, I'm, I'm the father i'm the heir over charlotte so i I, my child actually no i'm sorry i'm the the rule over charlotte my child is the heir to run charlotte right but but as a child you know uh we go places and he has all access to all the stores this restaurant you know this is the 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 heir so when i'm not around he takes his friends and Rolls up in the restaurant. You know, just give me everything, and, you know. Give my boys everything, you know. Then even when his he's not around, his boys show up and go. Remember, I was with the air, you know what I'm saying? So they, they just give me everything, right? Then he goes into the Footlocker's and all the store. Just give me all the shoes. Then his boys show up too. Give me all the shoes. So my my dad trained me to not only obtain but to maintain and reproduce the throne, right? So so they they passed a a baton. So now I'm trying to pass it to my son, but he tries to slip and, and take hold of it too soon. So now he ends up consuming what we have been building. So it only takes him, you know, then he gets antsy. Well, give me mine now. So he gets his now, and he ends up, within four or five years, destroying it. Why? Because, you know, he's sitting in the office, you know, and somebody comes to him, uh, 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 King, uh, uh, I need you to fill this out. So he goes, man, I'm busy. Just give me the paperwork. He fills that out, right? And somebody else comes, hey, man, give me the paperwork. He fills that out. Somebody else comes, man, why are y'all bother me with this? I'm chilling. And he fills it out. Well, he, you know, through the course of a few months or years, he fills out about, 12 pieces of paperwork well he looks up later and he done signed away concord he done signed away huntersville you know he doesn't signed away pineville he doesn't signed away all these different connections to charlotte because what he was ignorant he wasn't ready to handle right to process through right and that's that's why we wait uh there's a preparation for purpose you know the (coughs) excuse me the uh I drink all my water. Uh, uh I think there's some water down there. <laughs> so the uh I'll just take that right there. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. So the uh the uh passion translation, I think that's I, I don't know if that's uh Tanya's or somebody's favorite, you know, but but uh so I, so lately I've been kinda, you know, just peeking over peeking over into the passion. But it talks about Obeying, so so it says under tutors and governors, instead of saying under, it says obey until. you can read through the whole thing, but what stood out for me was obey until. Until when? Until God's timing. Obey until, right? You read through the passion. And so what it's saying is, allow yourself to be patiently prepared. Never aborting preparation. That's what a good heir does. Allows themselves to be patiently prepared, never aborting preparation. Now, this is so interesting because what happens is obey until means I'm sustaining my obedience in my preparation. Right? I'm sustaining my obedience. I'm not obedient, get funky, obedient, get funky, obedient, circumstances come up, obedient, I start prospering, I tell myself I can get a break. No, I'm obeying until, until I get what uh I'm ready for what God has for me. So that's that's much more than even your, you think you're probably cool with what you what you have or cool with what you had. You know, you are, you're okay with that. But God's like, no, nah, I got more than that. He has more than that. See, you were told before this that God had more than that. Go back and look at it and look it up. You before this, you were told God had more than that, and then God has this, but guess what? Even with this, God had this has now become that. God has more than that. Right? It's just after a while, you get used to it, you'd be like, okay, listen. Instead of me, instead of me like thinking I that's enough, I I I receive. <laughs> Yeah, because obviously God has more than that, right? I'm not just talking to the young lady that you God just moved from that to this, just now converted to that, right? Right. <laughs> so the scripture says, God does not mock whatsoever a man soweth that he shall reap. So a lot of times we're we're living in the harvest of what the seeds that we've sown. Now, if they're obedient seeds our harvest look good. If they're disobedient or rebellious or complacent or lazy or slowful seeds, it looks a little lot different. But a lot of times, we're actually living in a harvest of seed sown, right? You know, you know. Uh, you know sometimes we have when we deal with our children, we're like, I don't know what's wrong with them. Oh, they're just a harvest of seeds sown. We had the job. These people, all they do is think about themselves. A lot of times, they are the harvest of seeds sown. That's not a put-down, because you can always change the seed, right? Like, you want to change the harvest, you could change the seed, right? Does that make sense? And so so I was thinking through, every time I think of heirs and preparation for purpose, I think through, um, when I was young, I used to always hear about uh, when you're young, your parents take on your sins. Like, I never researched it, I just would hear it, right? So up to a certain age. And so at first, I I didn't know if it was 12 or whatever, but at first I thought it was 12. But when I started getting close to 12, I pushed it to 13. You know, I was like, it's probably, it's probably really 13. Once again, I don't know. (laughs) But I was like, because I'm doing stuff I know I'm not supposed to be doing. But I was like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't attach itself to me. My parents have to deal with the weight of that. I'm exempt at this age. This this is what I'm telling myself, you you know, based on what I heard. And so I, I'm extended, I might have extended it to 14. I don't know. I just kept, kept changing the date. It's like, well, see, I'm not responsible for what I just did right here. I just took those cookies. Man, they're going to have to deal with that. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm exempt. And so as I, as I, when I was studying this out years ago in another state, uh, I was studying our bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah. So that's when, the, you know, the, the young lady and the young man are growing up in the, in the, the Jewish culture. And they get to an age, they get to the age of accountability. So this is what I was hovering around, but I never really investigated. Now, an age of accountability means you're under tutors and governors. You're being prepared. So you just don't get to an age, like in our culture, you just get to an age that go, okay, now you're, you're at the age of accountability. No, you're prepared to handle the age. So when you get to that age of accountability, now you're responsible for your walk with the Lord. Right? It's, it's now your turn to grow in God. And this is this is 12. This ain't like, you know, 35. You know, some of us is like, well, you know, I'm not, you know. Like, I extended to 14. Some of y'all extended it to 40. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, I'm not really accountable yet. You know, I'm not, I'm not ready. So we tell ourselves we're not ready. Well, I'm not ready yet to get all that serious. Oh, no, 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 no. Yo, you already in passed the age of accountability. So, all the stuff that you're doing is on you, right all right and so this this bar for Bat is embrace it's embracing our development process, right now being accountable for it and so i was I was meditating on this because I had this wonderful conversation with these great men of God yesterday, and what I thought through because some of the things that came up in the conversation uh, was like like. From the angle of how do we hold people accountable, right? Uh, because we got to get this stuff done. This is kingdom work. Like, and and so, I, so, so I know the feeling different people are in different stages, and that's why I used when we first started, I said, well, you know, it's, the thing about the body of Christ is it's volunteer-based. For the most part. People can choose to do whatever. Now, when you start paying people, when people are getting money, right, you can hold people a little more accountable because, look, you're getting paid. But even then, in in the the body of Christ, you know, some of y'all paying people. You you do human resources. How does that work? People are getting paid, and they still not doing what they're supposed to do, (laughs) like taking things for granted, right? So so, so as I was processing through, this is the thought that came to me. You know, we had to teach and if not now, when? So, if not now, when do we have permission to grow you and hold you accountable? Like, if not now, when? Like, because cause you're thinking to yourself, hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. Like, like, you expecting something of me? Oh, I didn't, I didn't say I was ready for that yet. Okay, so when will you, when, when can we hold you accountable? Like, when can we expect things? Okay, let me ask, you, how is it getting done? Like, like, honestly, like, have you you ever asked yourself that? How is it getting done? You know, I know people that, hey, 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 we need to turn that heat up. Hey, turn that heat down. How 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 is the heat even existing? It costs something. You know one of the the, the heaters for this sanctuary broke down and it cost ten thousand five hundred dollars to fix it? But do you know that some people just, they just, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. It's a little chilling here. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. It's a little hot in here, a little hot in here. Did you understand? Now, that's not me putting down. I'm just giving you perspective. You know what I'm saying? How is it getting done? Uh, oh, dude, whatever we need for the kids or whatever, How how is it being paid for? I just let it be silent for a while, you know. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? Like like how is this? How is it all processed out? Right? And 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 okay. Then so so Marcus back there saw so Marcus on the ladder, uh, for the security cameras and stuff like that. So making you know because if the, the weather changes, sometimes the battery's not getting charged. Well, well how does it get charged? Who who monitors that? Who makes sure it gets done? How is the grass being cut? Now, if you showed up, you invited somebody to church, and you was walking through the through the wilderness because the grass is like this high, you know what I'm saying? And you you know, as you walk, you, you park over there, you get out, and you're like, <laughs> you know, you you, you say well, next week I think we need to bring a, a sickle or a machete, you know, so you can. <sighs> <laughs> just to get in the building, what would you think? Or when it snows and, and you're almost slipping and sliding, nobody puts salt out, nobody's shoveling. Like, if you ever asked yourself, how does it get done? You know, you walk through trash outside, or, you know, sometimes with the exterminator, bugs everywhere. How's it get done? Or if you have ever go into the bathroom and it smells because the garbage is piled up, or somebody didn't flush. Do you complain? Man, I can't believe nobody took this trash out. Like, you at the house? You know what I'm saying? Like, What is wrong with these people? Do you, like, call Stella? Stella, now, somebody need to take this trash out now. What's wrong with you? Right? You understand what I'm saying? Like. Or, we, we okay? Like, I'm just, I'm asking, how do we process things, right? All right, stay with me here. How long will we stay in healing mode? Like, how long will we stay in that mode? 10 years? 15? Okay, is there a time? You know what I'm saying? Do you have, like, hey, God said I need about two, three months Two three years, forty days, forty years. Is there a time? Sometimes we think there's one, right? But then eight nine years go by, right? Right? Or just just work, work with me here, right? So 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 this this heir's life is embracing our development process to ensure we don't live here here. Get this, a miss. Timed life. A miss M I S S timed Life. All right, let's 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 look at a couple things here, right? So embracing our development process ensures that we don't live a miss timed life. Because remember, you're in the tutors and governors to what? Right? The appointed what? Somebody reemphasize the father. Sometimes we got our own schedule, right? Does that make sense? So let's go to Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk 2. So we definitely don't want to live a mistimed life. Right. So Abekah two, and uh, I'll start here. We're gonna read two through four, but I'll start at verse one just for for understanding here. It says I will stand upon my watch, that means I'm attentive, and set me upon the tower, because I don't want to miss nothing, and will watch to see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I'm approved. Ho 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 Hold on. I'm making sure I'm, I'm prepared so I know what God's going to ask and how I'm going to respond when I'm, a, when I'm approved, when I'm, when I'm reproved. Like, okay, like, what are you doing with what I gave you? What I gave you, not what you want to do, not what you like to do, but what I gave you to do. What are you doing with that? You know, remember when he came back and he says, what did you do with the talents I gave you? One just buried it. <laughs> ain't do nothing with it right all right verse two it says all right so now once, once I, I'm ready God's about to like size me up it says verse two and the Lord answered me and said write the vision and make it, it, look look write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it so I'm not just sending you to do something I'm sending people to follow you but you have to be clear in where you're going so they can clearly harmonize and follow, right? And then verse three, it says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. It has a timestamp on it, right? It says, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, right? Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come and it will not tarry, meaning it will not take longer than it's supposed to. Now, you said, but it seems like it's taking long. No, 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 no. We are creating length by getting outside of staying locked in on our development processes and our tutors and governors. It had a it had an earmarked time, just like the wilderness had eleven days. They made it forty. So we're 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 extending things a lot longer than we need to, right? So we're mistiming things, right? Right? So so it's, it's saying this. So let's let's make it clear. See, because. To everything there's a season, but there's a time for every purpose there's an actual time for what god purposed purpose us to do things right that 's Ecclesiastes three one through five and so I was thinking through this too let 's go to john John two I just for the sake of time i 'm going to read this out of the believe it or not, the passing translation, right. TPT, right? Um, so, 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 this is when Jesus responded to his mom, King James Version, woman, it's not my time. It's not my timing, my purpose time. But I love the way the Passion said it. It says, now on the third day, Jesus' Jesus's mother went to a wedding feast in Galilean village in, of Cana. Jesus and his disciples were all invited to the banquet, but with so many guests, they ran out of wine. It says, and when Mary realized that she came to Jesus uh, and asked, they have no wine, can't you do something about it? Jesus replied, look at this, my dear one, don't you understand that if I do this, it will change nothing for you, but it will change everything for me. He said, my hour of unveiling my power has not yet come. My timing is not yet. Right? He says, Mary then went to the servers and told them, whatever Jesus tells you to do, do it. So, so, so again, he said my hour is not yet, but he didn't say it was far away. And so, Mary, being a steward in his life, an authority in his life, had already picked up. It was close to his time. Jesus was operating in his default of, of compliance in, the, in, in habitual flow, staying behind the scenes, but Mary had to place a demand on him to recognize his timing was near. So what happens is, he's in a situation, she asked a question, he says, hey, hey, you know, this ain't gonna change nothing for you, it's gonna change everything for me. Once I expose my time, it's gonna attract other things, other attacks and all types of things. And so he says pretty much like, why are you asking me this? You already know how I flow. But Mary's asking him to put him in a situation where he'll go to God and says, well, God, she asked me this. Is it my time? And God says, okay, now this is what I need you to do. Right? So it kind of prompted him to inquire of the Lord to say, is it timing yet? That's why God has you on the tutors and governors because he puts people in your life That no one to put you in positions to place a demand on you to recognize timing, right? Even Jesus listened to Mary, (laughs) right? The Messiah even even submitted to authority, right? And so, 2 Kings 5, let's go there. 2 Kings 5, again, we don't want to miss our timing, right? And so that's a situation where someone is living in obedience and compliancy and needed the tutors and governors to challenge them to recognize their time was present. But then you have situations where people are antsy, you know, and it's hard for them to be patient and they want to rush into doing things, right? All right, so 2 Kings 5, and we'll lock in here on... Uh let's see. Okay, we'll lock in on verse 25. Now, the backdrop is uh, Elijah assists in Naaman and getting his healing. So Naaman's like, hey, man, you healed. Hey, you know, I kind of took you for granted. I didn't listen to you the first time. Let me bless you with all types of stuff. And Elijah's like, no, I'm good. I don't need anything. But his servant standing with him, Ge- Gehazi says to himself, well, my master kind of gave him a break on giving him all the prosperity stuff. What I'm going to do is I'm going to double back later. Since he don't want it, I'm going to go back and get it. And so he goes back and get it, comes back. Now, he's coming back around his, the person he's serving. He hides all the stuff first, and then he comes around. So verse 25, it says, but, but he went in and stood before his master. And Elijah said unto him, whence cometh thou, Gehazi? And he said, that servant went no whither. He was like, what do you mean? I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> he said, and he said unto him, went not my heart with thee. See, when you're submitted to the right people, their hearts are connected, and they can tell when you're out of, out of place, right? He says, went not my heart with thee. He says, when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee, he says, he says I even picked up what took place. He says, is it a time, look, look, is it a time to receive money or to receive garments or and the olive yards and the vineyards and the sheep and the oxen and the men's servants and the manservants?" He says, is it your timing for this? Verse 27, the leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed, look, look, forever. And he went out from his presence and the leper, a leper white as snow. Wait a minute. He made a rush decision, and it cost him everything. He's with, I mean, we might, even, we might have a book of Gehazi, or at least through Kings and, and um, Samuel, we may be hearing Gehazi's story of throwing mantles and opening up seas and healing folk. You with the man, just, just like he served Elijah, you're serving him do you know you was about to god was setting you up for something but he got antsy right he got antsy and it cost him everything right you see that he mistimed everything <laughs> right so so uh first king Five, you just write it down for yourself for the sake of time I, I was studying out Solomon and Solomon was all about serving his dad so at a point it was he was labeled as David's son but he served so diligently he crossed over where they was calling David Solomon's father <laughs> see, see David's son is emphasizing who? David Solomon's father is emphasizing who? Solomon. He crossed over into his own. He was so, like his father was like, listen, if you, if you just stay locked in the word, you, you meditate on this, this is what, what's gonna happen to you. And so he, he went through a process, and this is a process of transition. Now Jason asked about that this morning. And I just thought it was interesting timing. My conversation last night, when we talked about this morning, and uh, Jason's question in the, uh, this morning, Bible study fellowship. But there's a receiving time. There's a carrying time, and there's a pass the torch time. There's a receiving time, time to receive. There's a time when you have to carry the weight and the responsibility, accountability, responsibility of what you receive. But then there's a time when you're passing the torch, right? I think about uh, Steph Curry, uh, uh, and, and I remember when he, when he, what he crossed over to do on some of the things he did. His father, Dale Curry, played for uh, Charlotte Hornets, and so he, he went to school with Charlotte uh, Christian, and then he, he goes from Charlotte Christian to, to Davidson right up the road. And then he goes from Davidson, small school, I've been there, uh, and he goes into the NBA, and they're like, this little kid, what do you think he gonna do? And he kept hurting his ankles for some years. Like, they was like, well, he's, he's going to be out of the league quick because he, his ankles can't even take playing in the league. He's the greatest shooter ever now. But the interesting thing is he always revered his dad. He stayed under tutors and governors and learned. Even when he was a, a ball boy, right? He stayed under tutors and governors. And I remember when when, when he crossed over, uh, I had a conversation with my son. He said, Dad, he says, I watched Steph Curry, and there's another gentleman, Trey Burke, uh, I used to uh, play ball with his dad, and um, his uh, grandfather is uh, my wife's father's best friend. And so when he crossed over into the league, because he was always honoring his dad, my son was like, man, all I had to do was listen and stay locked in. I had it all set, set before me. But, but my son is saying that, but some of us are thinking this. And I remember there's a, uh, oh, he's doing great now, but uh, I don't know if I want to say his name. I'll think about it. So this young man, he's uh, growing up to play ball, so I was around him a lot. And, and I remember there was a point where he got good, and every time his father would talk to him, it would be like, well, I don't want to take in that because then people are going to say, I'm doing good because you helped me. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't want people to be talk- – I, I don't want to be your son. I want to be on my own, but you're already going to have your own. But you want to take, you want to take what you're getting from those o- over you, use that, and then build your own. But don't skip what they have to give you, just because you don't want the humility that they helped you. Right? Um, this young man finally got it. He's doing great uh, overseas now. Um, but but I, I started watching that pattern how sons and and people underneath was like they weren't receiving because you told me. But I watch sons, daughters, people underneath people, uh, well, I'm not really gonna listen to that because then somebody gonna say, I learned it from you and I don't want nobody to think, I want people to think I did all this because of my own relationship with God, this, that and the other. It makes absolutely no sense. They're, 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 we do nothing on our own, apart from Him, we could do nothing. John fifteen five. But but then we also forget how we were impacted. Remember, I told you, honor your sources. We forget how we impacted. So all, all that's going to happen is when we get where we're going, people going to just forget about us. They're going to forget about uh, your impacts on their lives, right? They're not going to acknowledge you, because you don't consider, you don't acknowledge your sources. It's all about how sweet you are, right? We good. And so, so as as I was processing through just this, as we're going to talk, we're going to talk about some stages. uh, We might hit stage one today. Uh, But I was just thinking of all these different stages. I mean, I look at uh, Jacob, who was a a hustler at first, right? Uh, Then he ended up wrestling for his change, and then he becomes Israel. You know, Genesis 28 through Genesis 30. You know, so he was, he was uh, I mean, even in a womb, he's just a trickster. He's just doing stuff. Then he, he settles down and he realizes some things, right? So he wrestled with the angel to get his blessing, and he, he, uh, he received the blessing, and became, uh, he becomes Israel. You know, we talk about the children of Israel to this day. I think about Abraham going through compliance stage, then commitment stage, and then inheritance stage. I think about David going through the shepherd stage, the servant stage, and then the king, right? He was a shepherd. He was tending sheep. Then he was a servant. He's serving, playing a harp. He's serving uh, meals to the army, and he knows he's a soldier on the inside. He did it faithfully, right? Served the king that was trying to kill him, and then he became king. I think about Joseph who was, had a dream of his future, uh, go through the process of slavery, go through the process of prison after slavery, and then becomes a prime minister. Look at, look at, what, look at how he embraced everything, and he knew in advance what God wanted to do. Communicated it to the wrong people, <laughs> right? But embraced the unfair treatments and everything. And so, so as we, we were uh, talked about in Galatians 4, 1 and 2, you're under tutors, governors, to the appointed time. All right, so those, are t- the, those three things are talking about stages. This tutor stage, the governor stage, and then when it, the timing stage, right? All right, so the tutor stage, which we'll probably only have time for today, that's uh, when you're a child, remember? The heir, as long as he's a child, Difference nothing for a service. So stage one is the tutor stage, or the child stage, right? Let's look at Ecclesiastes. God bless you. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Remember, we're, we're talking about stage one is the tutor stage, or when we're In a childish stage. Now, I know we have some children in here, uh, but we don't just have children physically, uh, physical children or children at a certain age. Some of us spiritually are children, too. Uh, We're just at times we could be in denial to the reality of where we are, right? So we're we're fighting for uh, our inheritance when we're really a child. You know what I'm saying? And you'll discover in some of the things we're going to talk about. All right, so Ecclesiastes 10, and let's lock in here on verse 16. Verse 16, it says, look, woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child. So some people actually elevate to positions, but because they're still childish, they don't know how to handle it, right? It says, look, it says, Woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child and thy princes eat in the morning. In other words, they they they're they're taking their portion too soon. Right? It says, Blessed art thou, O land, when thy king is the son of nobles, and thy princes eat in due season, right? For strength and not for drunkenness. So it's saying that when we are taking in things, we should. There's stages where we should take in what's going to build our strength, not just to consume everything, not just to be intoxicate ourselves on pleasures, right? That we shouldn't operate in the just because, right? We should be intentional. But when you're childish, think about kids just be doing stuff. They don't, they're not, they're not intentional. They're not walking circumspectly. But some of us are still operating childish and don't even realize it. Like, we're not gaining any ground because we're not obedient in our steps. We're not walking circumspectly. We're just doing what we feel, right? And then when we, when we realize it's wrong or we're called on it, we attack with, uh, uh, you know, a put down or excuses or justifications. Or we come up with a lot of uh, things not to embrace the accountability and responsibility of our development, Right? All right, so let's go here, uh, 1 Corinthians 13. We can't even talk about growing and development without hitting 1 Corinthians 13. Now, now 1 Corinthians 13, of course, is after 12 and before 14, and it's strategically placed for a reason. So it's after chapter 12, because chapter 12 starts to walk through the realities of operating in the gifts, right? It talks about the different, um, diversities of gifts, it talks about the the, uh, diversities of ministration, the the diversities of operation. One is attached to the Holy Spirit, one is attached to uh, Jesus and one is attached to God. So it's just breaking down the guy here at the beginning of the chapter. Then it goes over all the nine gifts of the spirit. Talks about the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy and things like that. So it's kind of exposing us to what we are supposed to inherit in this life and operate in. But then it goes on to verse 12, it says, now hold on a second realize it's not just about having the gifts because you can have all the gifts, but if you're not, your foundation is not love selfless, which we'll get into in a second, you're not even going to use them right. You'll lord over them. You'll mush them in people's face. You'll use them for your own attention and profit, you know, just to gain money. You'll have healing meetings every week because God used you in healing. You know, just you know, just to take money or something, right? But when you really understand the purpose of the gift, you'll use it for its intent, right? And so, this, so it goes into that. Then it starts to break down what love is about. Love suffers long, you know, you know it's kind, doesn't take account of a suffered wrong. So, so, so it's actually telling us what we have, telling us some of the things we have to embrace and then it's telling us how it looks when we're in the gifts in chapter 14. It says, hey, hey listen, you, know, you have unknown tongues, you have the gifts of tongues and different things like that. There's a difference. Gift of tongues, Holy Spirit is speaking, it should be an interpreter. To the, 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 the uh, unknown tongues is you're magnifying yourself under God. It gives the contrast. All through 1 Corinthians 14. But, but interesting enough, in the middle of all this conversation, Middle of talking about gifts, talking about love, talking about how 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 the gifts look, you got verse eleven. In the middle of all this noise, good good conversation, it says, "When I was a child, <laughs> look, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, mature male or female, I put away childish things." Right. See, see, when when, when I became a man, before it gets, uh, it it talked to us previously, the whole chapter about love. So, what it's saying, when I became filled with the fullness of his love and unselfishness, see, I'm putting away childish things, right? And and then uh, it says, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as I am known, Amplify says, by God. So the interesting thing, it breaks down some things here. It's telling us when we're a child, we speak like children. There's no boundaries on what we say. We're just saying anything, right? Somebody says, the Bible says, Proverbs 6.2, you stand by the words of your mouth. Here you go, ain't nobody trying to be all spiritual. That's how children think. But even though the Bible says, you'll give an account for every idle word you just can't be. See, children are intentional even with what they say. I don't just speak out anything, right? There are boundaries for how we speak. See, again, when I'm mature, I have boundaries. There's boundaries for my understanding, right? So, so in what I hear or what I take in. See, as a child, I just take in anything. I just open myself up to anything. I listen to any video. I watch whatever whatever's cool but when I'm when I'm when I'm mature, I'm I have a sensitivity. I'm discerning what I'm picking up. I'm not walking in the counsel of the godly, or you know, standing in the way of sinner, or sitting to see the seat of scornful. Scornful. My delight is in the law of the Lord, and then the law and that law I'm meditating on day and night. Right, right. See, because now I've established boundaries. Right. I'm not just opening myself up to anything and everything. You know, Psalm 1, 1 through 3. The other thing is I have boundaries in, my, in, in what I think about, right? In my, in my thoughts, right? So I'm operating at a level of integrity. On my inner man, I'm watching what I ponder on, what I meditate on, what I allow in my, in, in, to, to stay in my mind, what I allow to be stronghold, See, if I let it stay in my mind and I meditate on it long enough, it builds a stronghold or reasons. And those reasons keep it in my mind long enough to eventually I'll act on it. So, so because now I'm, I'm, I'm mature, I cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And I bring every thought in the captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 10.5, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not a child, I'm not just allowing thoughts. I'm not even allowing negative thoughts. I'm thinking on these things that are lovely, that are pure, right? Philippians 4, right? I'm not, I'm not just thinking anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not full of cares. I'm not going to just think on cares because the scripture says be careful, full of care for nothing. It says cast your cares, right? Right? I'm not, I'm not going to be in f- or, or fear or, or stuff like that because God hasn't given me a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound, clear thinking mind. So as I'm maturing, that's what I'm working towards. I'm not just allowing stuff in my mind, right? As I mature, I'm, I'm, I'm operating this level of love where my life is not about how I feel and what I do. My life is about others, First, God, all the commandments hang on these two things. Love God and love your neighbor, right? You know, this is Matthew 22, 37 through 40, right? It's just, it's all the commandments hang on these two things. Love God with all your heart, soul, and might, right? So when I'm doing that, I'm selfless, not selfish. It's not about me. I, I almost don't have time for me because I'm so busy Making sure I position myself to be a blessing to others, right? And so when I mature and I go from being childish, I graduate from being sneaky to operating in integrity. You know, when you're a kid, you're sneaky, right? You know, you're doing stuff you ain't supposed to do. You have so many things to hide, so you can't you you can't fellowship in a healthy way because you're hiding. You're not getting the stuff you need to go to another level because you got your business that you're hiding. You see what I'm saying? But, but, but when I'm mature, I'm open, I'm exposed, and I'm getting what I need. So I come around Z. Z can go, what did you just say? See, because I'm open. I'm not hiding. I'm not waiting to, I believe I'm perfectly uh, suited to be in certain situations. No, I'm displaying the cracks. I'm operating in sincerity. I'm letting myself be evaluated, checked, and challenged, and criticized. See, I'm not fighting criticism because that's how I grow. I'm not running from criticism because I can't see me. We were driving. I was talking to my wife, and I was saying, hey, you know, uh, we were talking about a situation that uh came up this morning, so I was just meditating on it. I said, I wanna I wanna think I handled it well. I said, I said, but babe, I really wouldn't know. You would have to tell me. Because I can't, I might feel I handled it well and handled it terrible. And so she was just walking through. She says, Well, you did this right. She says, but but there was there was there was there's situations where I can tell, because she, she tells me how I operate in general. <laughs> she, she says, you know, because you know, you could be stone, You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and, and a lot of times you come from stone because there's so much coming at you. When you're paying a deep price, realize there's so much coming at you. We were talking, I said, well, baby, some things I didn't tell you. Because I know super discerner over here, and you give her, if I give her the right information, she don't play. And if it's something that happened to me, Oh, listen, that girl right there will fight for her husband. Mm-hmm. Right. But the interesting thing, I said, well, some stuff I ain't tell you because I know you. And I still have to, as I say, I used it for the movie Hurricane, I had to do the time. Oh, I had to do the time. See, so, 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 in the movie Hurricane, he was unfairly locked up. It's from uh, Patterson, New Jersey. Or uh, Reuben Hurricane Carter. Right. And so he's unfairly locked up. So his wife was coming to visit. He says, I need you to come to visit me. She's like, what do you mean? I'm not just going to leave you here by yourself. He says, but when you show up, it makes it hard for me to do the time. Because I think about all that I really want with you, but what's coming at me here, that weakens me from the ability to be able to handle it. And so when I was doing the time, there's certain things I didn't, there's conversations I didn't want magnified because... I already was trying to get through everything that's coming at me. So, some, so sometimes you, the stone is not, you don't enjoy life. It's you're processing through so much at the same time. And so, so my wife, you know, she kind of, I was going to say check. She makes me aware of that. And so, so, so when we're growing and in, in, uh, going from sneaky to integrity, we're now operating. Integrity is I'm doing the right thing even when no one's watching. So, so this is who I am, regardless of circumstances. So we was having a conversation, my wife was talking about a person that, she says, well, the reason why sometimes this person rub people the wrong way, because when, when, when who they really was or, or what they were suppressing leaked out, it was so much of an extreme from how they presented themselves, right? Because there was something else going on in their integrity. She said, God bless my wife. She said, now, in your case, if, if, if you were sleep deprived or something like that and you had a little edge, it wasn't that far from how you looked anyway. So, it didn't bother people too much. Yeah, it's pretty much a small indication of a change, but we can't really tell, right? <laughs> yeah, but I see, y'all know Pastor Mel be keeping it real. All right, so, so so this thing, we want to operate integrity. You, you could look through uh, Psalm 7, uh, verse 8, and Psalm 26, 1, and verse 11 on your own time. Uh, I'm not going to go through it right now, but it, but Paul talks about, hey, check my integrity. I mean, not Paul. David talks about, check my integrity, um, or, the, or the psalmist, right? And, and, and I, I was thinking through, uh, Jesus was talking to the disciples, Mark chapter 8, 14 through 18. You, you can write that down. And he was, no, let's just look at that real quick. Because when we operate in this level of maturity or growing from being a tri- child, we're sensitive to our audience. You know, some of us, were so in ourselves, and in self is a sign of immaturity. You know, I always give the example when I teach on, uh, um, First Corinthians thirteen, how, you know, uh, you know when Austin and Carter was real little, they might be doing now, but you know, you guys could, you could y- y'all could have worked all twenty three hours. That's nice. Change my diaper and feed me. But <laughs> yeah, Jamal said, minus the diaper, they stills like feed me. Yeah, but 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 you know, what. But- as they're growing the uh, Carter looking back yeah we t- your birthday is later like so right now you still you know you still have to mature to a level to be sensitive right but but they don't they don't know what costs what or 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 the the labor that you guys are going through or even if at the job everybody just totally uh was irresponsible and tripping on you and they was irresponsible you come home the kids like yeah, that's nice Where's dinner? Uh, and we supposed to go uh, out to play? This that? And like they—they—they they, they don't know what you went through, um, because they're not sensitive to their audience. They're—they're they're thinking more introspective. What about me and my needs? When you mature, you're thinking outside of yourself. You're considerate, right? Yeah, I've had people over the years. One person said, "Well, I called you three times. Like I was waiting on call." Like, I was just sitting around like, man, you, babe, you think they're going to call now? You know? No, like, like, with the hundreds of people I was talking to, I, and so, so I, didn't, I didn't trip. I just said, well, I, you know, I was uh, 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 occupied, but you, you're on my list to get to. Um, but, but their thought is, when they called, I was supposed to answer. Like, I was supposed to be waiting on the call. Well, that's kind of insensitive, Right? One person got tripped, I told the story before, but they called me and then, uh, so finally I got to the phone, I called them back. Well, I called you twice, they said with attitude. And, and I wanted to get in them, but I, I've kind of grown past that. So I said, oh, my bad, I was in a hospital, this person is dying. This is the truth. Like the person was dying in the hospital. Oh, I was being kind of selfish, Whatnot? not Yes, she was, because your assumption is what was going on with you is the only important thing in the world. Not knowing there's so much more going on besides what's happening with you. But a child only thinks about themselves. They don't consider other things. I could be worn out. No one, at times, some people don't go, you know what, Bruh, based on this, this, that, and the other, you're probably worn out. They just asked me for the next thing to do. Right? Because again, when we're at that stage, we don't know how to think outside of ourselves. Right? We're not sensitive to boundaries, or rather discerning them. So, so so look here. Jesus asks, verse 14, it says, uh, now the disciples have forgot to take bread, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of of Herod. Like basically the uh the uh, the poison. And it says, so so they reasoned among themselves saying, it is because we have no bread. So they they focused on bread. Right? And when Jesus knew it, he said unto them, why reason ye because so he discerned what they were thinking. He says, because uh, ye have no bread. Perceive ye not. Look, didn't you pick up? Perceive ye not, neither understand. Have ye ye your hearts hardened? Having eyes, see not? Having ears, hear not? Do you not remember when I broke the five loaves among the 5,000? How many baskets of full fragments took ye up? And they said 12. And then, you know, he he said, man, why would I even need to talk about bread? You've seen you seem a miracle that happened. You aren't picking up exactly what's going on, right? So, so, you're not, so the scripture says the natural man doesn't, un, dis, doesn't understand the things of God, nor, nor can he discern them. So when children operate more natural, it's hard for them to understand, so they're easily offended, and it's hard for them to process what, this, what God is doing. They can't see the whole picture. These things are spiritually discerned or picked up. See, uh, I recognize this. We've been real comfortable to be human. Hey, I'm just human. It needs to be real comfortable to be holy. I repeat, we've been real comfortable to be human. Hey, I'm human, everybody's human. It needs to be real comfortable to be holy. And so you have to mature to to, to see that that way. See, the, the, the child is always looking for an out, not an in. The child is always looking for a justification to go at their pace. The mature is, is, hey, put me in a situation. Place a demand on me. I need to be stretched. Right? It's a whole nother flow. The child feels fight when they when they're not agreed with. Soon as there's a they're not agreed with, they're first on the inside, they feel fight. I gotta fight because you don't agree. As opposed to, hey, I have another perspective for us to talk through, right? See, maturation doesn't present itself as an age, but rather in a display. Maturation doesn't present itself as an age, but rather a display. We think we're, we're, we're mature because of our age. It's not your age; it's your obedience. Is what you're applying. It ain't even what you know; it's what you show. See, a child's mind has has no established boundaries in what they say or do. As such, they will amplify negativity, or create perceived perceived negativity, to simply get attention or get around accountability. So a child's mind has no boundaries in what they say or do. As such, they will amplify negativity or create perceived negativity to simply get attention or get around accountability. Always creating diversions. Everybody's tripping, but them. But that's what that's what the immature does. See, so so that person may be an heir. They recognize they can do things. They may be, since I should be in more authority, but because they're a child, they still have to operate in servanthood, which we'll get to uh, next week, right? At this stage, we must grow through discipline to desire the sincere milk of the word, right? When we're in the child stage, our solution to grow beyond it is, is to grow through discipline, right? To desire the sincere milk of the Word. Because remember, just going into the Word is a discipline. Then it becomes a desire. Then it becomes a delight, right? All right, so let's go to 1 Peter 2. We're going to end with 1 Peter 2. And so so not because people are evil, but sometimes people are people can be Naive or ignorant, but sometimes people are negligent. And then, of course, there are those that are defiant. All of those keep you in the child stage as you're aging the whole time. Getting bigger, getting taller, getting wider, right? But the whole time, you're still immature. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, it's, 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 it's a reality. We're changing our physical look. Right, we're, we're, we're changing our, 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 the number on how long we've lived on the earth. But we're not changing on the inside. Right, so you have a lot of children in adult bodies. And so people respond to you because they expect at this stage you to operate a certain way. They treat you like adults. I, I know there's situations where we'll share, because so, we, people present themselves like, they're accomplished and mature, so we we deal with them that way. Hey, so hey, so no, no, no. The way you want to handle it is this: What you trying to say? Wait, where did that come from? And then please stop doing this, okay? Stop saying, uh, "Hey, you know, I I just want just give me the truth, you know, because I I just want I just want truth. Just give me the truth. Hey, stop saying it if you don't want to receive the truth, especially if you're defensive. Like, please do not, because you're inviting things in that you, you can't even handle. Because you think, well, at this age, I'm supposed to say that. No, you're not. You're, supposed, you're not supposed to say something that you can't handle. Right? Please, don't, don't stop. Hey, stop. Hey, out there in TV land, please. Stop. Because you're really not handling what you say. Hey, because I'm the type of person, you know, just give it to me. You know, just give it to me. Hey, you're not that type of person. You want to be that type of person, and if you embrace what we're talking about right now, you will become that type of person. But right now, you're not that person, okay? Is it okay? Hey, hey, first step to maturity is embracing that one thing. How about that? Don't get offended. Don't talk back to in your brain. I hear you talking back. Hey, just embrace it. You're not that person. I know you want to be. I know at your age, you probably should have been. But it's okay. Just embrace the change right now. Out there in TV land, okay? <laughs> Who said that? Who was that? Steph? <laughs> she said TV. TV land. Steph said TV land. She's talking about y'all out there. Stephanie Washington, that's Gerard Washington's uh, wife right there. You want her address? <laughs> Phone number? All right, so 1 first, first Peter 2, 1 through 3. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation, right? Right. It says, look, look, this is great, too. That's why I had to read it out of this. It says, so abandon every form of evil, deceit, hypocrisy. Look, feelings of jealousy and slander, right? It says, in the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word. For this milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fully nourished, and and strong for life, especially now that you have have had a taste of the goodness of Yahweh and have experienced his kindness. So it's saying experiencing God's goodness and kindness is supposed to lead us to want to mature, not lead us to chill. I should be desiring the sincere milk See, so so tasting of God's goodness doesn't mean you super blessed and you already mature. Because like we tell ourselves, well, look, look, all this blessings happening, so, so I must have arrived. No, that's God's grace loving you, giving you some incentive to go get some milk so you can mature. This just, just says you tasted, the person tasted God's goodness and they're, they're still a babe. So you can taste God's goodness as a babe, hopefully it incites you to mature. So when the blessings come, you should get in the word more. But it seems like when the blessings come, we do less. I don't have to talk about when the curses is happening, right? Y'all already figured that one out, right? I'm just talking about the blessings right now, right? So you understand what I'm saying? Like at this stage, to get out of the child stage, we got a desire to sincere milk of the word. So, so again, the heir differs nothing from a servant as long as he's a child. He's under tutors and governors to the appointed time of the father. So, some of uh, the process, some of the challenge, like, like ask yourself, why is everybody saying the same thing? Everybody tripping? The child is going to say yes. The child is saying everybody's tripping. I mean, I get one person. Maybe they, you know, just... is. But everybody? Everybody, everybody, everybody. <laughs> right? Is it everybody? So, so, what's the common denominator in all these conversations? That's not for you. See, know what the child will do? Either one, everybody's tripping, or two... Everybody picking on me. All of them keep you immature. See, everybody picking on me. Everybody. Listen, I couldn't stand people picking on me. So, you know what I did? I changed. I mean, people talking about how skinny I was, how little I was, how sorry I was. I changed. I just changed. How irresponsible I was. I changed. You never have nothing. I changed. So, so I didn't put it on them to stop talking about me. I almost encouraged them to keep on talking to inspire me to change. But when we deflect and get defensive, we're telling them to be quiet and leave me where I'm at. What's wrong with that? We're not going to change. If everybody's tripping, if they're all tripping, you're going to stay on that island. But if you recognize you want to trip, then you'll change. Right? That's what it's about, changing, right? It's uncomfortable for all of us, but we got to change you'll get to a point where you try to get ahead of the change so you won't have to hear people's mouth. You know, like you, you know, like if certain things my wife want, and she asked me for something. i try to get ahead of it. So I was like, I already did that. <laughs> Took care of that already. You know, just try to, try to get ahead, you know, of you know, the, uh, the, the, the to-do list. Probably still don't get enough ahead, but I'll try to get ahead of stuff. I'm like that. Even here, somebody asked me to do something, I'm trying to get ahead of it. You know, I ain't got no sleep because there's other things people require. I spent the all day doing stuff. and then not I'm like rushing. I was rushing today because I had all these other projects for these other areas that I had to get done because I want to be ahead of it. I don't want them asking me, uh, so, Pastor, did you take care of what you supposed to take care of? No, I took care of it. I did it. I spent the whole day. And I, and I did it in excellence. I didn't rush. All right, stand, uh, not standing your feet. All right, that's all for the thing. Sunday. Uh, that's all. Any, any thoughts or insights? Uh, well, do you care to share your thoughts or insights either online or in the house or what you got today? What would it make you realize as we're talking about the heirs life, first stage of maturing um, is getting out of that tutor stage uh, and being a child. And we talked about stage one. Um, today, Get any thoughts if, you, if you're online, if you have a thought, you can either put your TV on mute and you can um, uh, call in or you can uh, chat in.